Welcome, welcome, welcome. First Team America, Patriot Network by Patriots, for Patriots, across every side of the aisle and from all walks of life. Today is November 8th, 2021. November 8th, 2021. Man, time is flying. I remember my parents and others telling me how fast time flies when you're getting older, and it sure as hell does. Cherish each moment. Hug your kids, hug your friends, tell them you love them. Nothing's guaranteed. So blessed. And I hope you are as well. Um, When you start counting simple things like electric, water, clothing, food, you become real appreciative. And I'm very appreciative. Um, Okay, so I'm going to keep these podcasts brief but informative. Um, All kinds of stuff happening. Um, I've been offline for about a week and a half. Young Kim won the election, as I knew he would, uh, unless the Dems pulled out a last-minute effort, but they didn't. Remember, um, Young Kim has to prove himself now, and especially the GOP. The last time the GOP had the majority is when Bob McDonald was in office in Virginia, and they didn't do shit. They sat on their asses and twiddled their thumbs, thinking they were doing stuff not want to piss the Dems off. Now's the time they better get moving. They better they better show us what they can do. You know, don't want any pink hunting hats. I want to see preservation of our rights and liberties, greater liberties. But I don't think Youngkin's going to be that guy. I've uh, had numerous conversations with others. Some think he will. Uh, and, and many think he won't. I'm one of those guys that doesn't think he will. I don't like the agency picking our government choices, our governor choices. Um, I don't feel like we, we had a choice in this one. Um, Terry McAuliffe awful was obviously not a candidate or a choice for us. Uh, anybody that's for infanticide and growing government and less liber- individuality, uh, liberty is not a candidate. That's a communist so with Youngkin, he's a globalist. He was the CEO of the Carlisle Group till he stepped down to run for office. He was a virtually unknown GOP guy for governor. They cut a deal with Amanda Chase. She's become some little happy-go-lucky person showing up all over the place. They made promises for her with a uh, congressional seat. I just don't trust the system. Never have, never will. Prove me wrong. Show me that I'm I'm wrong. I'll accept it. But in this case, I don't think we're going to see anything resembling uh, any type of advantage for Republicans. It'll be for the party only. And it won't be a greater uh, individual liberty, preserving the second and reinforcing the first, uh, stopping these illegal, unconstitutional mandates that we're not going to listen to anyway. We'd like to see all kinds of things, such as DeSantis is doing in Florida, same in Virginia. Um, the challenge that we have is that our form of government is infected, absolutely infected. It's like a tick-covered dog, and that's our government these days. Absolutely infected with, with lifers. When I say lifers, people that haven't produced anything, anything in the private world would never make it there but they only make it in government because they're leeches and suck-ups. Not everybody in politics is that way, but the vast majority are. And they're put in that position. And that may seem cynical to some people, but 
I call it like it is. Prove it wrong. Show me that it's not correct. And show me the stats with that or the facts. Why that's wrong. I don't think you can. You see so many people go into politics that come out multi-millionaires that went in with nothing or barely anything and suddenly are rich. So maybe I'm a bit jaded, but it, it's healthy to have a good dose of skepticism uh, for the government. And then what is the government? It's not actually a intangible thing. It's broken because of people, broken people in there. We just have to keep trying to remove them and replace them with good people. And that's the challenge of it. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to mention, uh, Biden seems to be deliberately and according to plan weakening every support system in this government. When I say support system, I'm talking infrastructure, I'm talking medical, I'm talking insurance, energy. Uh, what else am I talking? I'm talking military, law enforcement. All of this stuff is a coordinated, planned attack against the basic systems that we have in place. There are ulterior motives in store here with what the Dems are trying to do. And what are they trying to do? Well, they're digging up peanuts here as I'm driving through. What are they trying to do? They're trying to remake America in a socialist communist image. I will tell you this now. My definition of socialism and communism is really no different than capitalism in some ways, other than capitalists shouldn't try to limit the liberties and freedoms of others. Their products and services should provide a greater benefit and, and enhance our liberties and freedoms and support that. The other side of communist is control, greater control for a very few. And when everybody says for the greater good, yeah, it's all everybody else gets the scraps except for the elite. They get everything. And that's what communist socialism is. And they expect the masses to have nothing and they have it all and dictate who gets what and who lives and who dies. And what we're seeing now with Biden's team is I'm pretty sure that that motherfucker is uh, sold out to the Chinese and this plan to destruct, deconstruct the U.S. or destruct it is in place right now. How does that happen? Well, it happens through weakening our economy, being more reliant on offshore for goods that we can produce in the U.S. I blame that on Clinton and the globalists trying to make us a, a service-based economy. The other thing that I blame that on is the fact that people were suckered in to the Chinese uh, effort to uh, promote um, way low slave labor products that the U.S. got uh, captured with. So basically, the Trojan horse was very, very cheap product. Now, listen, when I say that, China is capable. And I'm not, I'm not damning the Chinese people. They're good people. The people I'm damning are the rulers, the upper crust, the elites, the ones that have global aspirations, such as the corrupt in the U.S., to dominate everybody and make life painful for others that don't uh, give them the goods of the nation. China is capable of making very good product. And basically what we have done is that we have helped build China's war manufacturing capabilities. We have built China's war manufacturing capabilities. How would you say? Since we have been building product over there and contracting with China, uh, they have surpassed us in all kinds of electronic 
production, all kinds of mass-produced steel, aluminum, all type of things. China is quite capable, and they can make some damn good product when you keep them to it. They're not cutting corners on the second and third shipments based upon the first article, uh, first sample article, which is always nailing it. I have many products that I bought through the years, uh, guitars and amps, that are that were made in China, well, two of them exactly, Mox AC30 and a Les Paul, which are phenomenal craftsmanship. And uh, you can make good stuff in China. But one of the things that we've done is we've helped them build the ability for them to turn that actual same manufacturing around and build bombs, tanks, planes, jet, you know, all kinds of destructive stuff is almost instantaneous. The components that they make, I remember years ago, no, not years ago, maybe five, ten years ago, when our DOD brass, worthless as they are, were shitting bricks because uh, the heads-up displays and navigation systems all had some Chinese chips in, in the componentry. Talk about a wake-up moment. And what we have done is think that we can buy this stuff and there wouldn't be any Trojan horses built inside of it. So I do see, and it's a good time to reinvest in USA-made product and services so that you're supporting uh, businesses in the U.S. and that we're building back up. Yes, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but right now the good part with this is as far as if you're in sales and stuff or manufacturing and logistics, right now China is being forced to compete on many different fronts. And the biggest one that has been... Uh, uh, harmed is their ability to quote, you know, $3 for something that we know is 15 to $20 each in the U S ever since, uh, the most recent things with regards to, uh, COVID has basically shut down their capabilities to, um, uh, manufacture things so cheaply. And that is the, the other part, the freight, of a 40-foot container used to be 1,500. I'll go back to the early 2000s. And I do have a ba- extensive background in international sales and distribution, export compliance. So I speak with these things with a little bit of knowledge. Uh, nowadays, those same 40-foot containers, if they can get containers, and I'll get to that in a minute, it's anywhere from 25,000 to 30,000. And a lot of those boats that are sitting in the harbors off the West Coast, that's also planned. They have really tried their best to fuck this nation. Who are they? The elites and Biden trying to force everybody to to have a uh, uh, a uh, a shit moment. And I just got caught speeding a little bit. Watch your speed. I get yapping. I should set my cruise control so that I'm not being a dumbass. Okay, back to the topic. So anyway, the biggest challenge China has now is that those containers that they're bringing in twenty five to thirty thousand dollars per container. That's just the freight. So now China and the companies that have relied upon slave labor, Nike, LeBron James, um, who refused to promote that part of the nasty side of China, uh, organ harvesting, Uyghurs, you know, where, where's the concern for them? One child policy. Hello, Kissinger. But anyway, sorry about that. Um, that's greatly impacting the bottom line in the States. So now we might actually be near an even uh, uh, price point with regards to U.S. made product and services versus bringing in the China stuff. 
And that is wonderful for the U.S. businesses. I encourage you guys to continue to support those and look for ways to support U.S. businesses that hire real citizens, U.S. citizens, and not slave labor. See, I'm all, I'm all for immigration reform, but I'm not for blanket amnesty. If you came here illegally, you need to get your ass back out and enter legally. You shouldn't get a pass to encourage lawless behavior. If you and you know if the government's going to allow the lawless ones to come in and not have repercussions, then we all want our get out of jail card. Okay, you can't just do that. That's wrong. That's why people are pissed off, and this uh, administration um, is uh, really trying to hide a lot of the dissatisfaction that average Americans have. Now back to the container stuff. So good part with China, we're almost on an even pricing level with them. The cheap labor uh, is, is can't surmount increased cost of goods as well as the delays see every ship that sits in that port that's brought in from other nations is good for american businesses let that shit sit let's build stuff back here in the states because if we had to flip on that war the warmonger manufacturing we'd be in a tough situation tough situation so we need to bring that back not that i'm i'm not pro-war in any way i'm for almost zero intervention um, but the other part is those containers are tied up, blocked up, and sitting on boats or in ports. And because they can't unload the boats, they can't take the containers back. And we've got log jams everywhere. We've got mile-high flu with the pilot strike, air, aircraft worker strike. We support you guys. we got the truckers who need to have a strike. It will be painful for everybody, but that pain is something that we need to feel. And as, as a solidarity to be sure that we, you know, the smallest person in this, remember the guy in uh, Tiananmen Square when China was mowing down their people and he's standing in front of the tank like a brave son of a bitch? That guy we need to be more of. Peaceful, nonviolent, but protest. And these things with these vaccine mandates, the death, that's actually the bioweapon. Uh, we should be protesting. We should be in support. So that little bit of discomfort that it's going to cause to support this and shut this this diabolical, demonic effort to give everybody that bioweapon needs to be stopped. And you need to stop complying with it on all fronts. They are not your ruler. The government's supposed to represent us. We've got it representing the elites who want to extinguish a lot of people. Because you're breathing their air and drinking their water. And we need to be more united in that. Um, you got the backs. I'm sorry. Uh, take care of your health, please. But back to the part of, uh, of China, the greatest threat to China, and this is something that why I question these intelligence, I don't even want to call it intelligence agencies anymore because it seems like you've got to be a dumbass to work there recently if you didn't catch the foreign intervention in our elections, the compromising of Dominion machines that were online, um, the fact that they didn't catch comms in Benghazi, bullshit. All kinds of stuff that Snowden has pointed out. That guy's a hero in my book. Um, but that these agencies are suffering from a plan to counter China. It's real simple. You want to hear what it is? This is one of the other ideas. This is the second idea. The first one I came up with years ago was putting a... a uh, virus 
in some of the software that the Iranians were concocting for their nuke program. And sure as shit, somebody heard that and tapped into it and they did it. Not saying that somebody didn't have the idea first, but I was I was pretty pretty close to being first. Now, how do you counter China? Well, first, you get the State Department to quit fucking exporting and allowing exports that violate the crime control list that supposedly was put up there to keep di- dictators and despots from oppressing the people. But yet, Silicon Valley wants to make a buck, and they're all too busy to, to uh, allow the Chinese communist government to censor speech, create social credit systems, and to block counterthought to the government opinions. And they're even trying this bullshit now, or trying, they're doing it here in the States. Yeah, State Department, DDTC, Director of Defense Trade Controls. You guys need to get your shit together and stop uh, taking small companies to task for clerical issues and really figure out just what the hell you're exporting and you're helping our enemies with this shit. I mean, this isn't rocket science. See, the problem with D.C. is they, they're, they're all in a vacuum and they're nodding their heads because the other idiot in the vacuum has come up with an idea. Hey, let's sell China this, uh, this software stuff that Bill Gates and all his other similar people in Silicon Valley put together. And guess what it'll do? It'll allow the Chinese to filter out counter thoughts and uh, uh, countering opinions to the communist narrative. What? I couldn't believe it. When I've heard how much software the U.S. has allowed China to import or to be exported for China to use to oppress their people. That's saying, I always said this, this is one thing that I will take credit for ever since that nasty bastard Kissinger has been sowing seeds of, of, of oppression around the world, is that China is the test bed for what happens later in multiple countries. Where else could you test all kinds of things? One child policy, uh, organ harvesting, uh, you know, uh, imprisoning a whole group of people, the Uyghurs, um, Christians. And we still, and, the, and our government, which claims to represent us, be representative of us, continues to allow this to happen. This is totally against what this nation is founded on. And they know, they know that that software that they're exporting is designated to be used to oppress the Chinese people. See, right now, on my podcast, my information, my podcasts are being censored and filtered so that they don't come up in the searches, so that these ideas are oppressed, so that they're kept down and kept low, so nobody talks about it. And I'm not the only, I'm just one voice in the wilderness. There's many others, thank God. But I will tell you, I know firsthand the effects of censorship, the ability to try to limit ideas, and they're pulling this shit in the states. They're doing it. Um, now it's coming to light. There's so much stuff that this government does with our money against us. Remember when the agency was not supposed to do any operation stateside? <laughs> Look at that. So anyway, back to back to this China thing. How do you how do you stop or counter China's growing influence? It's real fucking simple, and I'm gonna lay it out to you right now. You counter China's influence by removing the blockade on 
information in China to the Chinese people. What does that mean? You don't allow, step one, any other software support or improvements. Basically, we've taught China how to censor this shit. Thank you, Silicon Valley, you anti-free communist bastards, uh, to blockade their people from being able to access opinions and real information from around the world. I never understood how State Department can allow that to be uh, uh, approval approved for export. But people are getting paid, politicians are getting paid, and people are put on boards after their term uh, holding, uh, holding a director-level position in the U.S. government. It pays to oppress, I guess. Anyway, step one. You remove the support, the refresh, the upgrades to any kind of suppressive, oppressive censoring software that restricts the freedom of speech of any of those nations that we interact with. North Korea, China, uh, Saudi Arabia, number one, number number three of this list. And you promote free information to the Chinese people that counters the communist narrative. Why we're not doing that now is beyond me. You want to save Taiwan? Start giving the Chinese tomorrow free access to information, uncensored, unfiltered. Same here. Let's start here in the U.S. first, actually. And allow that information to start getting out in China. And you can influence those people to reject this corrupt elite who don't believe in communism, but use it as a tool of oppression. And you will have turned that nation around in probably less than three years. And you'll create turmoil internally in China that they can't contain without acquiescing and expanding freedoms and liberty and stopping this oppression. The Chinese people we don't have a problem with. So our U.S. government, you don't speak for us. We don't want a war with China, the Chinese people. So you don't, we don't accept that all Chinese people are bad, just as we don't accept all American people are bad, but we sure got enough of them, and so do they. But we will not accept you uh, uh, trying to wage another war. But the fact is, is that there seems to be some deal-making within the elite in D.C. and, and uh, Beijing, that have cut some deals to make some money and do two sets of oppression stateside in China. I don't know if you've heard that from any other podcasters you listen to, but you're hearing it from me. I can sense a rat on that one. So how do you, how do you stop this threat on Taiwan tomorrow, next week? You open up the access of information for the Chinese people and you start letting them access the stuff. You remove the filters. You employ some white hat information and remove the filters, the barriers to open source information. And we stop this game of oppressing people and trying to influence stuff illegally and and uh, just unjustly. We've fallen a long way here in the States. Um, away from that, with the help of the intelligence agencies, if you're listening, which I hope you are, and I know you are, you need to wake up and stop being a bastard and start pointing out any corruption or violation of our rights out like Snowden did. Everybody needs to start speaking up at this time. To go along, to get along, 
is to be a willing accomplice. You might have not put Jews in the gas chamber, but if you're helping shut the door and keep them in line, you're just as guilty. And the same thing with these people in these uh, law enforcement agencies that aren't doing anything and standing back and watching all this shit and allowing this this unjust behavior to continue. You're not doing it, your posterity, any help. You're actually enslaving them by, by not speaking up. You're breaking your oath, and you've broken your oath if you allow it to happen. But right now, our greatest threat in the U.S. is not not China. It's Silicon Valley and the corrupt politicians and the global elite that are seeking greater control, trying to break this nation down and make everybody happy and willing to accept the handout versus working your way up. There's so many attacks on this system and we've got to stay in the fight. Um, And that means we've got to start locally. You know, the challenge we have is that these corrupt parties, um, you're probably thinking right now, damn, everybody's corrupt according to you? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as the the people, the party choices that we have, I feel like they've been trading out uh, 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 compromising the election to help each other, you know, Uh, and and it's been a thing. That's why all of your local state delegates, most of them didn't create a fuss knowing that the elections were potentially tampered with and gave us Biden. Trump's no angel, and I have my challenges with him, but this this seems more than just a happenstance uh, uh, situation. It seems there was planning, which I know there was. So there's planning, coordination, conspiracy. I mean, there's so many things there, and all of these trillions we've dumped into that black hole called uh, intelligence agencies didn't catch anything. I don't buy that, and nor does anybody that's a critical thinker and not a mouth breather. But we've got to stay in the fight. All things change locally first. Got to clean out those school boards, clean out your board of supervisors. We've got to really just clean house and vote in good people and don't become a lifer. I'm going to even run locally in my area for a position. I'll say it later. Um, But we've got all good things. Long-term things happen locally. You know, I'm watching some of the municipalities, counties, being able to declare autonomy from these, uh, from the vaccine mandates and other corrupt type uh, uh, Second Amendment violations. And speaking of the Second Amendment, I don't get paid from this organizations or, or these organizations, but with all of the crime that the current administration is incentivizing, you probably need to invest in some uh, uh, concealed carry insurance if you're carrying. If you're not, I question why you're not. But USCCA and Law Shield are two great companies to look at. Both have their uh, 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 special um, value, but both are good, solid companies. It's, it'd be wise at this time knowing that you're going to face somebody that wants to try to railroad you into a conviction versus a self-defense. Not saying, and I hope it never happens, but the way it's looking now with these violent mobs coming up the border, the criminals being let out of jail for violent attacks, your, your your chances of a violent encounter are going to increase dramatically, if not already, uh, but get, get covered. But speaking of the Second Amendment, and then I'll be almost done here, uh, our Supreme Court is finally hearing cases that have been languishing in a dark hole forever. This is just, guys, sometimes I can't control my disappointment and my frustration, so I tend to cuss a little bit. 
and it feels good when I say the first word, and then later I'm like, darn it. So forgive me for the uh, my poor choice of words, but I'm just keeping it real. This Supreme Court is also challenged with nepotism, corruption, and not do representing the people, but rather the elites will against ours. Second Amendment, it's very succinct. It's, it's probably the most direct right that is, is listed in our Constitution. Shall not be infringed. Does that mean what we should have full auto? Absolutely. See, the reason why they wrote that was so that we could keep this government in line. You heard Biden talking recently. <laughs> You're going to need nukes and F-15s to, to, to be able to fight back. You know, and that's the, that's the part that throughout the years, they've slowly whittled that away. We're the last line of defense. And the government, the fear of the people, is healthy. It is not, it is not wrong. It should be that way. And it's got to be that way. Otherwise, just as our founders knew how, how, how knowledgeable they were, and it was nothing short of being divinely blessed by our Creator, to have such foresight to know that it's only a republic as long as you keep it. And that democracy is mob rule. It, it burns my gut to hear people talking about we're a democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. And the individual's rights matter. It's not the collective right. It's the individual right and the individual liberty. That's what matters. That's why we're here. So with the Second Amendment, you've got these these cases where these cities can put these onerous rules like New York City that you have to have good and sufficient reason. They don't want you to have that right. They don't want you to be able to fight back. They need victims. They need victims for the system to keep things the way they are, throw more money down the rat hole called crime control. Crime control without armed citizens will not work. And what scares me about the balance of that is we don't need 100,000 million more policemen because we need citizens that are trained up in arms, able to help each other out and keep this community safe. If every criminal faced the threat of being shot for his act, he'd straighten his ass out or we'd be filling body bags from those who just refuse to learn or don't want to. And to us to believe that you can reassign someone's inalienable right to self-defense and liberty and to protect one's family, and that somehow in your state, that constitution doesn't mean the same as it does in other states is bullshit. Yes, it's bullshit. It's kind of like the same-sex marriage. Marriage is not a constitutional right. And the fact that the Supremes jumped out of their ass to go chase that down using some bastardized thing of the 14th Amendment to say, oh no, the, the, the marriage, marriage same-sex marriage is a constitutional right and it transfers across all state lines, but yet, Second Amendment, what do you hear? Crickets. No, 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 no. No, that is not correct. Shall not be infringed. The right to keep and bear arms. Those localities, counties that have been for decades, smashing your right to self-defense and firearm ownership has been a plan to weaken the people and make them pacifistic 
that's my new word. Man, that's pretty cool. Um, pacifists to not want to challenge tyranny. That's the whole thing. And, and how many times has this corrupted media mentioned that, well, you don't need a hand, you don't need a rifle for 30 rounds to shoot a deer. Well, it's not for a deer, jackass. It's to keep your boot jack booted thugs from coming in and t- running over our rights. And the other term here is I am pro-militia. I am pro-militia in the sense that the community, men, able-bodied men and women who can bear arms are the militia. The militia is not a bad term. And fuck you for trying to vilify that word that our founders left us with as the backbone of this nation, as our last line of defense against a tyranny. God bless the militia. God bless the militia. Yeah, that's exactly right. We need it. Everybody. Who's the militia? Look around you. Look around you. Whether you wear a badge and carry a gun or you're sitting in a shop working the counter, you're all the militia. You are all the militia to defend this country against foreign and domestic. You don't need to have someone hand you a uniform to defend this nation. And uh, so they can kiss my ass on that comment. The militia is a good thing, not a not the ones that they try to make up in the media to try to vilify any resistance that people could muster uh, or the Insurrection Act and trying to kill free speech to counter their corrupted narrative. Um, but anyway, back to the Second Amendment and the courts. Let's just hope and pray that this court doesn't willingly misconstrue the Constitution and our right to self-defense, and that that law, that challenging lawsuit from New York, which Heller's very clear, shouldn't even be a law. It shouldn't even be a mandate that could be supported from any time before, but yet here we are. So we're praying for clarity. We're praying for, praying for wisdom for our justices to do the right thing and uh, to support our liberty and freedoms. We cannot allow that to go away or for the government to decide when we can and when we can't. That is not their role. It's very clear. The Constitution wasn't designed to restrain us. It was designed to restrain government. And that what is gover- what is bad government? It's corrupted men and women. That's exactly what it is. So anybody, you know, I often hear the media and all of these other uh, uh, tyrannical authoritarians try to say that anybody supports a militia or right to self-defense is either a racist or a nationalist. I am a nationalist. God bless this country. America first. America first every time. Um, that the militia, you know, is, is so crazy. Now, the only militias that I know that have been bad are the ones where the Fed provocateurs go in there and try to create the militia and then try to talk them into doing something violent. Uh, that's the ones that, that I think are are the ones that the media loves to try to do is when the government creates a narrative and they set some people up. Uh, to do stuff. And you don't want to be part of any of those groups. You know, militias are, are to train and they're to be prepared to step in during natural disasters, during any type of attacks. And speaking of attacks, with all of these uh, Afghani ISIS fighters being flown on U.S. government planes and left all kinds of supplies and trained in the narco guys down in Mexico, we've got our hands full. And everybody needs to be practicing, needs to be taking Medical courses, needs to be taking shooting courses, gun safety, of course, and being prepared. It is your duty 
in this country to not put your safety into the hands of others, but to look out for one another. That's what we're here for. So uh, I refuse to believe any of those other narratives and fall into the victim mentality and where was the government to help me. But anyway, um, I'm going to cut this short and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please tell a friend. This is First Team America Patriot Network by Patriots for Patriots across all sides of the aisle and from all walks of life. God bless America. God bless you and your families. Peace out.